Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mixtape Mixtape. Podcast, podcast. I'm your host, Julia. And I'm your host, Mike. And every week, we pick a topic and make you a mix. So, Julia, if I were to ask you what's this week's topic, what would you say? I would say put $3.99 out on the cash wrap and buy yourself a comp. Compilation zone! It's a a special day today because we actually have a guest. We're returning to the days of having guests. It's about goddamn time. I know, right? It's about (laughs) GD town. You know, after getting, you know, pressure from COVID and then QAnon and (laughs) everything else that happened last year, it's important to have, we we kind of crawl out from the rock and have guests on, guests that actually thrive in the daylight, unlike you and I who crawling to rocks and just yeah. we're swiveling back from one computer screen to the other all the time yeah exactly you know? click 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 exactly <laughs> exactly so today we have a guest uh we have uh david defios here who is Ooh. a uh so david are you there you're there right hi i'm here i got it i hope you're there okay good. <laughs> <laughs> so david uh is a when we asked him to be on the show um he said that he had maxed out his spotify playlists that he could have yes. which which is something that uh, will ha- that has goal. happened to me. <laughs> that that yeah, it's uh, and they are hashtag goals for a lot of people. So welcome to the show, David. Thank you so much. Yeah, the worst Thank part you is for you, being here. you don't get to draw a little cover anymore, like on the cassettes you'd make for people. You know. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that's what Julia does for us. So whenever we have our our little cassettes that we do, we usually make them and sell them. Well, she makes them, sells them for charity, or we basically take donations for them and we donate all the proceeds, uh, kind of around Christmas time or whatever. But mm-hmm. actually, I'm I'm always stoked at what she comes up with. I had a friend who uh, who wanted new indie bands, and so she it was like basically the tape cover had uh, like some old school Nikes, like white on white Nikes with laces, and they had like the little the little uh, what are those things on there? They're like things you put on laces that say indie it's, on it. Yeah, like super nineties, like those super little 90s, beads yeah. that you would put through your shoelaces. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but she had all these cool all this cool stuff and I was always impressed with the artwork that she did. So I don't know, maybe you guys get together. You guys can collab on something. I don't know. But you are also a graphic designer, am yeah. I right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I do so uh all this music stuff, like I've I've played in a band since high school up until now. And you know, you were like the I was the guy that made the flyer for the show or yeah, like, yeah. you know, made cool. the C D demo cover. And then that, you know, just spirals on into stuff. So I've done, like, work with different record labels like Century Media and No Sleep Records and things like that. And uh, and I've always just done design work for whatever band I'm in. And it's been really fun to get to bring all those things together at once, you know? That's rad. Uh, That's really cool. Christina mentioned you're also a podcast host. So uh, tell I, us about that. I did help with a podcast for a while ah. about graphic design. Uh, and, again, it all just sort of made sense. But, uh, you know, eventually – I felt like I should get some money if I'm going to contribute a little more. Yeah, so we that... think that too. <laughs> oh, you. It's it so cute. That's so cute that you want money. I, I just, I get it, you know, but it's just like I had to listen to every episode and do notes and do millions of things. And so, you know, 
All, all the best. The guy does really cool stuff for design work. He does a lot of things for okay. like Disneyland as well. Is that that hundred words podcast? That, that is that what it was called? No, or? but I I do the cover art for all of him as well. That's oh, another hundred. really cool. Oh, that's right actually a pretty cool one. Yeah, that's uh, with, uh, I listened uh, Ray, to the Jim Atkins right? one. Yeah. It was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He uh he has some good questions, and I like that it's more long form instead of quick like promotional stuff. Right. I think right. John was on that. I think John was on that. I think yeah, husband, he was yeah. on that. Yeah, my husband was on an episode of mm-hmm. that one time. So yeah, that yeah. Th- that stacks up. The logic checks out there for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, cool. And what was the name of your band? It, the uh, your bands over the years have me yeah, across paths. Um, so my very first band was called In Reply, which went on to be As Hope Dies. Uh, so they yeah. actually got oh. signed Ooh. and then went on tour, but. Uh, there's a running theme here of me getting As kicked out dies. of bands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, As um, Hope Dies kind of sounds like a little bit of an emo phase there. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Uh, well, I mean, it was that cusp of melodic hardcore when yeah, Jacob Bannon yeah. from Converge did everybody's record covers. That, yeah, right, that right, was their right. time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I then played in like a technical hardcore band called Radiation 4. Uh, okay. We wore lab coats and went on tour, and uh, surprisingly, nobody liked that all that much. It didn't really have <laughs> the mass appeal you would think. Uh, where a really incredible moment, we were playing in Alabama at like a sports bar, and this the lady <laughs> who owned the bar, like we're like three or four songs in, playing to the worthless ten kids that want to see us. She pulls, she all of a sudden all the music stops, and we're looking around, and she comes from behind the door, and she's holding the plug in her hand. She's like. This is the gong show and y'all suck. <laughs> and that was the end of our tour. That was the last night. We're like, we should. That's that's enough. Okay, we laugh. Bye, everybody. But there's there's been experience. If you're not a musician that's toured through the South or through the Pacific Northwest or anywhere really, where you get out of like your main comfort zone, that shit happens so often. Where it's like, yeah, uh, yeah hey, uh, it's it's your last one. We did, wait. This is our third song. Yeah, we passed the hat. We figured we we're going to pay you anyway, but this is your last one. It's <laughs> like, shit, I, man, really? If Question, COVID didn't okay. take down Pappy's Bar and Grill, somebody who lives in Alabama, <laughs> please go firebomb it or something. It doesn't need to exist. <laughs> Do bars in the South, because I'm not a musician, if you're a band, are you playing behind a cage like they do in movies and in <laughs> like TV? Like in Roadhouse? <laughs> yeah, uh, like a Roadhouse style. <laughs> Okay, so I actually have played behind a case. I have really behind. A, yeah, I have, but yeah, that's not the norm in my experience. Usually, you're playing on a stage that's a foot tall. That's like a foot tall <laughs> with like portable speakers that you know in the corners. It's like that's usually where you're where you you know what you're up against. That's that's the that's the sound that's moving the crowd coming out of these little 12 inch woofers so <laughs> I, I would actually pay for somebody to set up a fence that would just look cool right, right? like yeah that would, like yeah in exactly that bar in wayne's world yeah um, seriously it'd be awesome and i would change right. my name my band name for that i'd only to the name's dalton so i play in a band now called low speech it's kind of like get up kids type stuff but it's oh, really cool. we, get, we get we just get to play some really awesome shows uh, like the House of Blues and stuff, and with nice. uh, you know, it's just good time. It's awesome. Like we're all, we all know it's. We're probably not going to tour. We're not going to make a lot of money off it, but we all just like to do it, and it's awesome. yeah. It's, so how it's have you the realism Sorry. of rock and roll, right? Yeah. But yeah. yeah, go ahead. How have you been doing as a band since COVID? Hit? Like, <laughs> oh, we haven't practiced for over a year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't, don't want to name names. Do shows. And, uh, a little. We, Honestly, we, we play shows when they come our way. It, mm. it, it Again, it's by no means how we make our money in life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 
which I mean, we still like do normal band stuff. Like we try to practice once a week, um, mm-hmm. but it's just to like get together and play and write music and have fun. And yeah. There's nothing past that, which is fantastic because yeah. we just get to do what we want. Yeah. It, it's great when you return to music. I, I played for many, many years and then was away from it for about 10 years and to be able to go back and do it from a place of kind of like, you get to rechoose into it. Like, you know what I mean? It's a, it's kind of like a ride. It's kind of like a ride that you've chosen to go on. Whereas when I was younger, I felt like the ride chose me. I was so young and did it for so many years, you know, 14 years old on always playing music. And then you almost feel like this is my career, my vocation. But when you actually get to go back to it, it's rad because you can kind of take it or leave it. If you want to do a bar gig with, you know, with just your buddies, you can, you know, if you if somebody gives you a, some friend you have that's in a touring band gives you an opening spot for a couple of dates, great. You know what yeah, I mean? But it doesn't. Yeah, yeah that's that, fun. That's where we that's where we get to play most of our shows are like friends who do stuff or you know like just getting to record. We got to record with uh, Bo Burchell, who's in Seosin has done lots of incredible mm-hmm. stuff. But you're just sitting in there and you're like, we don't deserve to be in this place right now. You know, right, like that's yeah, that's totally. the normal band experience for me now. It's like I don't. We got to play a sold out show at the Troubadour with a. Uh, Frankie Arrow, the the guitar yeah. player, My Chemical Romance. Like we don't belong, we don't deserve to be there. And totally, dude. I awesome. know exactly how you feel. Yeah. I in, uh, a couple of years ago, and Christina was there. Uh, my my band at the time got to open up for in, in like a few dates in the Pacific Northwest for X, and it was during their 40th anniversary of like the Los Angeles album. And we're sitting there at the uh, at the in the oh, what's the ballroom? There's a Portland. There's a ballroom the in Portland. Wonderland Ballroom. The yeah, Wonderland Ballroom. And, you know, the one in the ballroom is so old school, it actually has springs underneath the floor mm. to help people jitterbug and dance. It's like it's crazy. Yeah. And we'd be sitting there and having the the whole crowd, like, it's sold out. And to be sitting on the side of the stage after we played and watching X play, and I remember thinking, like, how many more of these memories am I going to have to make? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this night, this place, watching this thing, it's sold out, playing in front of all these people. And... I don't have too many more Wonderland ballrooms in my future. I don't think, you know what yeah, I mean? It's like yeah. to be, to, to be old enough to be able to like sit there and really like appreciate the fact that you're there was, was great. So yeah, I, I I'm, I'm with you, man. It's, it's a rare experience that only a few people get to experience, you know, but, yeah. um, over and a certain age. I will help everybody out. Being on stage, the sound is the worst. So it's better yeah. out in the crowd. I promise. Oh, wait, Ever, I promise looking you. at everybody up there. They can't hear shit. They're just pretending mm-hmm. to enjoy it. I promise you, it is better where you're. Especially if they're an opening band, like the like the main like the <laughs> like the the headliners. They bring their guy, like yeah. they bring a dude that dials them all in, and they they sound great on stage. They sound awesome. But hey, man, I played out of the same monitor that Billy Zoom played out of, so I guarantee you, it was screaming loud. Like you know, like I don't need to hear. I don't need to hear that well. I'm okay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's so. Why pick? We pick comps. We usually let the guests pick. Uh, so I think it's a really great choice. But w- any particular reason why you picked the comps? Uh, well, yeah. Um, you know, there there was a time in the world where that's what how you heard new music, and for sure. In this weird, you know, like I maybe you guys are the same here, but there comes a time when you're moving and you're looking at these like three Tupperware cases of CDs. Oh, totally. And you're I like, just did that. Yeah. And you're like, I, I just got to throw it away. Like, I, yeah. I, this isn't how I listen to music anymore. Like, yeah. it, it's just nothing, right? So, you know, and from that, so many of those comps go away. And as I go through Spotify, I stumble upon these things. I'm like, holy shit, this whole compilation 
is on here. And you see the cover and you're like, it just, for me as a designer who's done so much band stuff, I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's this awesome moment. So that's been just like kind of running through me lately. And that, that was just one of the options where I was like, there's so many cool old comps where like literally bands that I don't like any other song than the one on the comp. Cause exactly. Yeah. Cause yeah, that's totally. all you like you, that's all you had. Like I have this yeah. one comp CD. So even the songs you hate, you hear that CD 30 times, 40 times on a road <laughs> trip to Arizona. And you're like, well, now I like this song. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, what's funny is being in a band that had a couple of songs on comps, to, to play those songs in cities where no one knows you, people go, oh, and they flip out. And like, it's like, wow, oh, okay. The one song that's going to get them is the one. And and uh, seriously, I I think uh, I'm old enough to miss to have missed the point on comps altogether. We wanted all the really great songs for our album, so we gave all the like kind of throwaways, not throwaways, but just songs that were like, ah, oh, that's not that's not as good. That's like that'll be a B side. We'll give that to a comp, which is the dumbest thing ever. Like, why would you do that? You know, <laughs> give your put your best foot forward. <laughs> this topic is very like meta because we make mixtapes. This is the whole theme of our show. Mixtapes came around in the 80s you know early 90s that's how you made a mix for people these comps were kind of a a 90s version of that or a late 90s early 2000s version of that and now we have spotify playlists so it's kind of like all like a little um history there but that was kind of like my intro to alternative music was purchasing these compilations or borrowing them from friends and then having just enough money, like five bucks to be able to buy one at the warehouse, you know? So I, like you said, getting rid of your CDs, the comps are the ones that I kept because, and I'm happy I did because not a lot of them are on Spotify or at least like I listen to a lot of ska music. So those aren't on Spotify or the ones that I have are like the demo versions of of the the song that was released later so i'm happy i still have those yeah I and, love that and I still julia those. julia's husband actually was really quintessential in in putting out a lot of comps he did a comp called hey brother can you spare some ska back in the 90s he did uh he was on the cover of what was the one he was on the cover of um Oh, it was like a punk, punk versus one. Scott. Orange County's punk, punk versus Scott. Yeah, Orange County punk, punk versus Scott. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was on the cover of that one. It was a great one. But yeah, so I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it was a big deal. I remember our manager when. Okay, I've known I've known um, John Halpern. I remember Julian's husband like twenty five years, and uh, I remember our manager saying to me one time, he goes, he got John got into like NME or got him this big like trade magazine saying that he sold like I don't know how many thousand copies of these these comps for three ninety nine or however much he sold them for. And he got, and our manager was like, dude, this is a big deal. Like this guy, it's it, like, it's a glossy photo inside this magazine with a full page coverage. Like every record executive, every president of a record label is looking at this right now. And they're all, they're all looking at, at John Halpern here. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, well, Hey, it's a great idea. And the fact is he made him cheap. So I think that made him accessible, yeah. accessible to a lot of people, which is awesome. Totally. Yeah. But let's get into it. Dave, what's sure. your first song? Okay. Um, so for the first song now, I already kind of mentioned there is just these certain punk rock compilations that I see them. And for me, it, like it brings me back to that time when you're still learning about all these new bands and things that you just don't know that are coming out of left field. So Liberation Records put out a compilation oh, yeah. called Punk Anaheim Sucks. Zone. Liberation, and, yes. And yes. if you see this cover with this baby on this blue desert <laughs> background, I, you're going to immediately know it. Uh, the song from that is 10 Foot Pole, Racer X. 
Oh, I know this song. Great. That's uh, that I I remember that comp vividly because that came out in like 1994, 1995, I think. Because Liberation Records, I think, was uh, was just a kid that ran that. I forget the guy's name now, but he lived in Anaheim where I lived, like a couple blocks from where I grew up. And mm-hmm. uh, he had, I think, he had so he had that comp, and then he he did Homegrown, I think, after that. And Homegrown is had, on that comp, yeah, yeah, they're on that comp, yeah. And he did a uh, Frenzel Rom from Australia, uh, yeah. who is a big deal in Australia, oh, yeah. and he was able to get them on that comp. So I remember thinking, like, I don't know who this kid is, but he, I, I loved it because even the artwork for his his little label, it had a, it was basically like the Corel draw like crowd, yeah, and that he just blacked out, mm-hmm. and it just was this crowd like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. But yeah, that's a great choice. Yeah. yeah, there's so many good bands on this comp. I'm looking at it right now. I love it. It was it was honestly kind of hard to pick. Yeah. There are certain right. songs. Again, I also mentioned earlier. There are certain bands that that's the only song on there I like. And yeah. odds are you guys might not say this, but I don't like Blink One Eighty Two. But that Eminem yeah, song <laughs> that tricked me. Where I ended up buying Cheshire Cat, and I'm like, I don't like the rest of this at all. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know that was a that was a good track I think for that to put him out because it made him sound a little more progressive than they may have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, they they sounded almost like Ned's Atomic Dustbin or something different. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, at the was, time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so, that's uh, uh, it, it's just like a really big moment because like again I even had like a I didn't have like a cool older brother to show me better music and stuff so uh, like no effects punk and drublick was kind of like my intro into the punk rock world yeah right and, but like this what felt like okay this isn't mainstream even like what mainstream punk rock is right like now you're one level in yeah and, uh, a band like 10 foot pole would like it's just different and awesome. Didn't uh, Ten Foot Pole's bass player play for the Dodgers? Didn't uh, the original like singer of Ten the original Pole singer went on yeah. to sing in Pulley. Yeah, he was a oh, relief pitcher for the Dodgers. Oh. He was a relief pitcher for the Scott Dodgers. Yeah, Rudinsky. Yeah. Wow. Scott Rudinsky. Scott Yes, yeah, that's right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, that's dope. Okay, cool. Well, Julia, what do you got? You got one uh, good comp for us? Of course, I do. So this was, I think, the first comp that I learned of in junior high. Can um, I? Can I? Can I guess? Can I try? Yes. To guess? Mail order is easy. Is it mail order is easy? No, it's called mail order is fun. But mail no, I wasn't going to do that oh, one. This okay. was ska sucks. Oh, ska sucks is good. Okay, yeah, cool. And um, this isn't necessarily a ska band. It's the Impossibles. But yeah. I just love this song, and I love the intro to this song. The song is called uh, Face First. All right. So now I come on sugar sweet, but my best attempts are free. Whether I'm holding tight onto your hand or sucking on your feet, you have no need, you come complete. No one ever could compete. As I dive this first into the odds, I know that there's no chance I'll ever be. I can't see how you'd say I have. that comp so i actually like the impossibles they they kind of came around at at that at that end of kind of that third they were getting more into like power pop stuff like that like teen heroes the stereo Mm -hmm. bands like that yeah Yeah, exactly so i uh i have never heard the impossibles though i very much have that mail order is fun comp in my life 
I think I might have just skipped it after the first three seconds, but I like that chorus a lot. No, or, <laughs> well, I think so this good. one is Ska Sucks. It's it's this it's an Asian oh, yeah, man yeah, comp yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that's a uh, dude. I I just think all that music was going that way anyway. It was kind of like with emo music kind of coming up, and uh, and I think that that's uh, there was this weird time where it all kind of got blended into like the ska scene where it was like there was oh these bands are kind yeah. of more emo than than they are ska or or there's you know there's chocolate in my peanut butter there's peanut butter in my chocolate you know <laughs> you've got these guys that are yeah. playing power pop along with ska and coming from a band who did that it's uh yeah it was a weird time it's a weird time for music but it didn't make the music any you know i think music's still really good so what but is? also that was probably a more accepting audience a lot like i, I found a lot of people who either, like either, like really like punk rock or hardcore or ska like they were so like this is all i listen to and yeah. that's probably the closest sidestep right so yeah probably yeah, that'll be yeah there. definitely all right i'm gonna Bye. play um i'm gonna play uh the first punk comp like mainstream punk cop punk comp that i knew about <laughs> punk op was uh was uh, Punkorama? It's a Epitaph compilation, mm-hmm. and uh, they, you know Epitaph ha- had all the bands anyway. You know what I mean? So it just made sense for them to do a cop. Uh, but uh, because I was really actively into this band when this comp came out, um, as everybody was in Southern California at the time, I'm gonna play "Do What You Want" by Bad Religion off of Punkorama. Hey, I don't know if the billions will survive, but I believe in God when one and one are five. Bad religion chat, begin now. Yes. Yeah. First off, <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Excellent. Excellent song. <laughs> also, we were saying they were we were all saying how well super producer Christina was saying how boring bad religion is live. And uh part of my heart dies a little bit because being a shirtless, <laughs> like uh, lanky lanky tall kid in, in the in the pit was kind of like how i learned to you know function as a man so <laughs> so it they're far from boring for me but then I, I guess i could see it now you look at greg i mean they're all pretty long in the tooth these days to be able to see him i mean think about it they've been when this comp came out they had already been a band for like 12 years if you think about it that way you know and so and now and this comp is probably 30 something years old so there you go (laughs) to to your point that means greg graffin had over a decade to learn how to be a good front man in entertaining life so and all he did was raise that finger yeah yeah i just want a little more from a front man when they're performing live that's all i'm saying look at like milo look at like the descendants and has he gotten any better really i mean i guess he's a little more animated but i don't know i don't know We don't, don't have know. to throw everyone under the bus. You I'm just that religion. <laughs> We're gonna yeah. talk about that religion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, Dave, what do you got? What's your uh, next selection there? Okay, uh, my next one. Uh, this is uh, Hopeless Records put out some Ooh. comps called Hopelessly Devoted to You. Love it. And Volume Three was when you got to hear the Weaker Thans go ultra country with confessions of a futon revolutionist which (laughs) i am so torn if i like this more than the fast version i never know you listen to one you're like this is fucking good and then you listen to the other one you're like this is fucking good too yeah these comps were good these comps this was definitely on my list yeah Yeah. and that it's like an alternate version you know sometimes 
that makes it even better. You're like, oh, I can't hear this anywhere else. Like, that's why I held on to this CD forever. Uh, right. And yeah. Maybe we shall overcome. We've played the Weaker Thans a couple times on this show, and I've become such a big fan of them from listening to them over and over again. Uh, like, such smart lyrics, and I just love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, the pedigree of the band is great, too. And the, the fact that you pick a Hopeless comp like that, Hop- Hopeless really was one of those labels that just didn't give a fuck. Like, they would just, there was no agenda really to it. It was like, we're going to put this out, and yeah, we're going to do a country record, or we're going to do a country song. I think it'll sound great, whatever. You know what I mean? And uh, they're, all their comps were really great. So they're doing something right, for sure. So that's a that's a really good one. And one I probably wouldn't have picked. So, like, that that was a little off my radar, but really cool. And, yeah, the weaker thans are a the right. more I, the the more we play and the more I hear them, the more I fall in love with them. They're really great. They still yeah. have not officially said they're broken up. It's oh, an really? indefinite okay. hiatus, like propaganda, like that. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's just. I think it's a cool choice. Really cool choice. But um, well, uh, let's see. Me. Right, that's all I have. Yeah. You. Yeah. What's Me. what do you want? What are you gonna so do? So I'm gonna go. Um, take a quick break from the punk and i have this comp called Ravon. it's a buddy holly tribute album oh, cool. and uh so this song is by patty smith and it's words of love but this this um comp has so many good uh artists on there it um let me see it has everyone from like the black keys fiona apple florence and the machine julian casablancas uh like patty smith my morning jacket like Lou Reed and John Doe are on it. So oh, wow, crazy. It's it's really good and I just love Patty Smith, so let's listen to this. Let me hear you say the words I long to hear. Darling, when you're wake up mike i know i was like when i heard the first like the first it almost sounded like they could use a harpsichord in the background of it it's like oh oh it's like this we're gonna take it down to this voice now she's a singer from a time when you really took your time on a word and and it's really not that different but it it, it, it's just notable it's like a half second slower than Mm -hmm. than kind of what we all have now yeah for no, sure. I don't think that, that's in cool. a good so way. What, what was that from? That was from a you said a Buddy it's Holly called, comp? Yeah, it's called Ravon and it's a Buddy Holly tribute album. And it's okay. just like I said, Black Keys, She and Him, Modest Mouse, My Morning Jacket, mm. Jenny O, like everybody covering Buddy Holly songs. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that sounds really cool. I, I definitely would 
check that out. I'm becoming as I get older, I've I've grown a beard, and so now I have to like my morning jacket. So it's, it's <laughs> yeah. When you sign up for Dollar Shave Club, they just send yeah. you one, right? Yeah, they right. Send you a shirt. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's the irony of it because you know Jonesy's got this big old you know thing. Uh, actually, when we uh, the first one of the first dates Christine and I ever went on, we were at this place in. Uh, we told this story before, but we were at this. Uh, a we touch at, of romance. Uh, yeah, we were crossroads. Uh, before that. We we ended up going to uh, going to Crossroads, which is like a vegan spot um, in in Hollywood, or whatever. And we're sitting there. It was like a typical Friday night where you just got lucky, and two people got up from the bar, and we were able to sit down. And we were actually going to go next door to the improv or comedy store, or whatever it was, to see Hollywood Babylon to to watch a recording of the podcast that that um, what's his name Kevin Smith does. Kevin Smith. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're going over there, and we sit down and. And she's to my left, and I'm kind of looking at her, and out of the back room, the singer from My Morning Jacket walks by, and I, I flipped out. I went like, oh, shit, oh, oh, don't look, don't look, don't look. And, he, like, don't and look. he knows, too. He knows, like, this guy knows who I am. This guy and knows me. Nobody else does. Yeah, no. Every Everybody in here has got a size small T-shirt on there, like yeah, extra yeah, yeah. large and, packs, and she's like, she's like, who is it? Who is it? I had to explain to Christina exactly who. I'm like, no, it's this man. It's a really good. Oh, my God, it's crazy. Have so, you seen anyway. that American? dad episode yet no my morning oh it's where stan who's like a, in the cia but he becomes a my morning jacket fan and it turns into <laughs> an almost famous type situation storyline yeah where he just follows him around oh that's a pretty rad. good episode yeah well you know it's funny that you bring up almost famous and my morning jacket because they were actually the band in elizabeth town uh, also a Cameron Crowe movie, if you really mm-hmm. want to dork out on it. They're the uh, they're the they're the Leonard Skinner cover band that plays at the funeral in Elizabethtown, so lights the building on fire. <laughs> but anyway. All right. So uh, I'm gonna take it up a little bit. Yeah, please. Rise it up. <laughs> bring it up. Uh, this band I originally heard on this comp. So this comp goes back a long way. It's just probably nineteen ninety two. Uh, but it's from Matador Records, and they used to do these comps uh, called What's Up, Matador? And uh, they would play you know, whoever they were doing at the time. And at the time, they had some pretty big acts. They were doing, like, Violent Femmes and Julian Hatfield and, you know. And uh, I heard this band, uh, Super Chunk, uh, for the first time. And Super Chunk is still a band. They still play. Uh, they've been covered by just about everybody, but uh, I really love them. And so it was this song is called For Attention by Super Chunk. I'm so mad at myself for not <laughs> right. thinking of that. The Matador comps are rad because that's like yeah. what indie music became. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. All Matador was like, Matador signing just weirdos. You know, like, oh, yeah, we're going to put out Dinosaur Jr.'s, you know, demos. We'll put this out. We'll put that out. Like, it's just crazy that they that uh, they had some. It kind of like Hopeless where they just had balls. Like, they just, you know, we'll just do it. We'll see if it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If it does, it does. So, anyway. Well, that I mean, those are the, the record labels where people are just like i like this and mm-hmm. i want other people to hear yeah. it I mean, you can't ask for more than that from a label that's the support no. you want versus like this is marketable and we can sell it to a bunch of people so well mm-hmm. it, yeah and if you think about it um 
I don't know how old, I don't know at what point in my life I figured out that I actually am a fan inadvertently of labels because you start becoming like, oh, that sounds like it would be on Saddle Creek or that sounds like it'd be on Stiff Records or, or, or if you like a fan of L.A. punk music in the 80s, it's like, oh, it was on Slash. Okay, great. So you know it's going to have a little Americana, a lot of punk rock. The germs were on there, but also... You know, so were the Flesh Eaters, X, and all these bands. So it's like you get to a point where the label kind of becomes a moniker. It, it used to be where you knew with Epitaph what you were getting. Maybe yeah. not so much now, uh, but I think definitely in the 90s you, you knew what you were getting or Fat or any of those yeah. labels, you know. Well, same sort of thing. You, you, you had to spend $18 to find out if you liked what was on something. Right. So exactly. if you have this yeah. stamp of approval from a certain label, you're like, oh, like I, yeah. I think I know I'll like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also on this on this super chunk uh, or on this um, comp from uh, Matador was uh, was uh, Pavement doing a cover of shit. It's gone now. Dang it. Uh, it was a oh it was a uh, not Level Terrace Apart. It was a The Killing Moon by Peter Murphy and oh, cool. having Pavement do it. It was like oh this is really cool. <laughs> this is really a dope little cover. But I think I got my first uh, my first Matador comp from Bionic Records. I think it was whatever three ninety nine. It came in a little cardboard sleeve, like you know. And those were the best. To were get you were like you the that. Fullerton Bionic or were you the Huntington I, Beach one? I, actually, I was more of the Huntington Beach one uh, or the oh. Cypress one is is where I would typically go. Um, but yeah, the because uh, you know you're passing out show flyers. Bionic had a formula. They would put them near, right next to high schools, so it'd be a great place to leave flyers. You know, social media back in the nineties, leave <laughs> 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 your flyers. <laughs> so yeah, I would I would hit up I would hit up all of them, but the Fullerton was one was kind of like you'd hit it the next day because you had to hit all the other the beach cities ones those kids actually had money would go to shows yeah. <laughs> the fullerton one was closest to me so that's just, i didn't even realize that i was at the bottom of the hierarchy of bionics that was just yeah I, I well to. just i'm just saying just a, a, the way i drove that, that that was the last one i hit <laughs> all right cool well okay so who's, uh, who's next david's turn david's, oh yeah it's to me. Yeah. all right uh so this comp uh is called living tomorrow today it's put out by asian man records uh, a, a really close friend of mine who had a radio show at UC Irvine called Less Talk, More Rock. This was for his brother uh, to help him get through some very difficult medical procedures. Uh, wow. And because of that, I bought it and gave it a spin. Uh, otherwise, I might not have. And it's the only, it has the only Saves the Day song that I like called A Drag in D Flat. Okay. I'm with you on that. Right? Like, <laughs> I haven't heard this song yet, but I'm with you that it blood, might be the only Saves the Day song. Blood, I'll shut up. I love them. Blood Sugar <laughs> Sex Magic does nothing for me at all. But yeah. I heard the song, already knowing I don't like this band, I was like, wait a second. Maybe they got something here. All right. You're thinking I, I like the song. It was good. Right? I like Saves the Day. I like through being cool Saves the Day. So, yeah. Okay. I, I actually my have face. Saves the Day crossed off of my list here. I was going to play them. <laughs> I was going to play From them. What? Uh, they were on a victory comp as well. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, these, just how the drums start out in the song, and mm-hmm. then it goes this off. I mean, 
can't go wrong with some palm muting. That's that's yeah, a, no, yeah, and that's, that's a, that. Would, are you kidding? That was an exercise in the in the punk rock Olympics, <laughs> right. I'm sure, at some point. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, that was yeah. a good song. Uh, what do you got, Julia? I think I'm gonna keep the Asian man records love going okay, so we talked about my mail order is fun off right now we well, don't need to okay. hear animal chin we're fine oh i have animal chin that i was gonna play from misfits of scoff but oh, okay. um yeah do that. um so i love asian man records again they were well priced they were 3.99 i think mail order is fun there's mail order is still fun and mail order for the masses and um which is all depeche my- mode covers no, yeah, that'd be amazing. But no. <laughs> and Mike Park is just such an awesome person, you know, such a mm-hmm. great, a true like DIY. So Dave won't know label. this, but Mike Park actually married her and her husband. He yeah. actually officiated the wedding. So that's it awesome. was a thing he did. He was like, "Anybody want to get married? I'll marry you. Just fly me down there, and I'll." I'm do gonna it. do it. I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna start marrying people. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were you gonna. Be fun. Yeah, I thought you were gonna ask Mike Park to marry you again or something. You know? No, no, I'm not into Vulcans. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> Um, but it was kind of hard to choose a song but um, I do love Pot Shot and this song no we're not going to do that I take it back we're going to do the Broadway's 15 minutes because I love that song that's a good song yeah Yeah. I talk to my stupid job today got stopped at an intersection 15 minutes of my life just rolled away Looked at the guy next to me Didn't look so happy No one's happy But everyone's too busy to see can't go wrong with Asian Man. It was again like that was a label where you had this sort of stamp of approval. No matter no matter what sort of like avenue you had into them, right? Like if it was like Link 80 or Alkaline Trio or just all these yeah. different worlds that brought you into there, you knew you're going to get other good stuff out of it. And they're still like that. You know what yeah. I mean? They're still yeah. they have that that new what's that band? There's a trio that I really like out of there. It's like a like a real lo-fi kind of pop punk thing called uh, grumpster they're really good and they're just kids they're like 18 19 years old really mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. um but yeah that's a good choice i actually it made me want to listen to those comps again you know because i had uh right i hadn't i kind of just you know slept on them for a lot of years you know i actually just it's weird you brought up moving you know having them end up in a tupperware thing you know because that's exactly where they end up i just moved storage a couple of times to uh to now where my band rehearses i have a i have a separate office where it's all of my shit that's in there and i'm looking at it like i was sitting in there the other day just looking at the cases of cds like what am i gonna do with these things dude right. <laughs> yeah it's it's rough i mean i i was moving to portland and i was just like these just don't fit like i just can't bring yeah. them with me and you can't justify it it's not like it's not like a vinyl where it's like oh well you know it's got this fold out with it it's kind of cool i've had these for a long time like the cds are just you can get the same quality in your pocket, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. But um, <clears throat> so without I think we'd be remiss without uh, playing a, a song from a fat records comp. Um, so songs for fat people was the first uh, fat records compilation. And it turned me on to this band when I was very young. And I still love the song. And uh Actually, I really like uh, the the band's Lagwagon, and I really like the song. It's Know It All, but I even like Joey Cave solo stuff. I just think I just think they're just a really talented group of guys. So here's uh, Lagwagon with uh, Know It All off of Songs for Fat People. 
Yourself, I got you. Okay. Sorry. 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 Um, yeah. The first time I heard that band, I was like, "These guys are like the rush of like punk bands. Like, <laughs> and they're so yeah. technical and just wow, it's crazy." And I grew up as like a Minuteman Firehose kind of a fan, so that was the, which that was kind of even then that was kind of older, crusty dudes listen to that. You know what I mean? And and to to see like young guys who might skate and like hang out and kind of ironic and funny playing music like that that was like i was hooked i was hooked on that yeah on, I, so i think they hit the right vibe where like sense of humor needs to be in a band totally something yeah. like i mean like the vandals mm-hmm. is enjoyable but yeah after you hear certain funny songs you're like well i know where the jokes are and that's it yeah he was just sort of effortlessly funny in there and then you mix in like the covers like duh and you know like there was this yeah. extra like tongue-in-cheek like you know we're, we're kind of well they're fun. witty and so there's yeah. there's one thing to to write this like lover's lament type of song you know where it's like you could be chris caraba and do that really well i think he you know he writes these angsty songs really well it's something else entirely to be more like adam schlesinger or or Joey Cape in this case, you know, whatever, where you can write stuff that's funny, tongue in cheek, but still it's a good song, you know, like yeah. it's still, it's still, it still is a lot, it allows room for meaning for you to apply your own meaning to it, which, you know, none of these songs are about anything we think they're about. I think that song's about a DJ I know, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know it has like, it's, you know, it, it's, it's like if you listen to a Jimmy World album, it's like, oh, wow, this song hits so hard on an emotional level for so many things for me. And then he could be talking about, you know, missing the opportunity to eat a snickers bar somewhere i don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah. i so, wish that were what yeah. it was about yeah exactly yeah it's a, you know i uh be, before the world shut down i did go see Lagwagon on that last tour and oh, uh, right they on. still yeah. play fantastic they have yeah. the bass player from rich kids on lsd now and yeah. that guy is a secret ripper like i did not know he was as good as he is you know like uh, that's like you know that's a band like when i was a little younger and you don't know how to hear what's really happening Sure. And you go back and listen, you're like, oh, like you were all over the place. So he's such an awesome fit in that band. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Well, dude, all I know is I did. Uh, I had the opportunity to shoot photos for Lagwagon at one of the uh, one of the music festivals, like one of the first ones they had. And I walked in the photo well. And Joey Cape comes walking out and puts a set list down. I was like, oh, hey, what's up? He looked exactly the same. He looked yeah. exactly the same. You know, as he did, you know, when he was 21 years old. It's like, oh, this yeah. is crazy. He's got, he's and got actually, whatever juice Rob Lowe is drinking. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's from Santa Barbara. It's like these guys all live in Santa Barbara. They figured it out. But uh, this no stress life. But it was funny because Julie and I actually have a mutual friend who lives in Liverpool, Barry. And if you listen to our podcast, we're sorry because we talk about Barry a lot because he's a really cool guy. He deserves hi, it. Hi, Barry. He deserves it. He's a really nice guy. Uh, yeah. But if you ever go to Liverpool, Barry's the guy. He's like the hometown hero. He takes you to all the Beatles spots. And, like, he's just great. And, you know, he, he used to come out here and bring his kid out here to go to, like, war tours. And they would go to see shows mm-hmm. at Chain and stuff. He's a really nice guy. And he called me one time. He goes, oh, Mike, I wanted to give you a call. He goes, uh, Joey Cape's in the car. And he's like, hey, Mike, how's it going? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was actually like, wow. So, yeah, it turns out Barry makes friends with everybody. So there you go. 
Anyway, uh, so and cool. He eventually well, got an incredible TV show named after him, starring Bill Hader. Bill, One Bill of the best Hader, things it's, <laughs> it's it. It's it. Fanta- it's yeah. fab. It's yeah. fab. Well, you, you just never mentioned that he was a hitman who thought he yeah, might exactly. want to be an actor, and I thought we should at least clue I think in the rest very, of the Barry may be a hitman. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be great. It would make him even cooler if he it would was. Make it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> just knowing what Barry looks like, this little guy with this little cute face. <laughs> he's, uh-huh. like, he's a killer. Super amazing. proper. Yeah. Super I proper. It's the ones you don't right. expect. Who's in the mood for a coffee? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, go ahead, David. It's your turn. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this next comp, I, ha- I, I really have some problems with it, but there are great songs on it. So it's Before You Were Punk, which Vagrant Records put out, and it was a bunch of yeah. bands covering 80s songs. I don't like 80s music. And this went on to spawn a lot of terrible Punk Goes Pop, Pump Goes Nine. This was the first yeah. of those type of comps that's like, let's have this theme of a different era. So it, it spawned a lot of bad stuff, but no use for a name covered Turning Japanese, and it's fantastic. Okay, let's hear that. I got your picture, I got your picture I'm like a million of you all by myself I wanna talk to you, take your picture So I can look at you from inside as well You got me turning up, I'm turning down, I'm turning in I'm turning around, I'm turning Japanese I think I'm turning Japanese, I really think so Turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese, I really think so Turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese, I really think so yeah, so good song. I think it's a good song. I think uh, you know, I think it's a good choice. I think the uh, the uh, I think there were some crimes committed on the punk, <laughs> yeah. punk goes. There were definitely some crimes committed. Volume twenty four. And you know, somebody's just like you know, itching their head like you know, if we pay the royalties for these, like we could just use them and do whatever. I mean, we just you know, right. we could just pay the royalties for right. these and make it happen. And A and R guys at the time were really going nuts. Um, somebody had told me when. I was signed to a, to a label. They're like, "Oh, we want you to play, what was it? It was Big Country. We want you to play the song Big Country <gasps> by Big Country." I love that song. Yeah, <laughs> we try. Well, okay, but that's fine. But when you're at the studio and they're like, "Hey, can you guys do this? Can you do Big Country? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you want us to learn it right now and then just make a record-worthy recording of it right now? Like, out of the blue at eight o'clock in the morning? Uh, probably not. Like, well, I don't know. So we ran I'm through wrong. it a hundred times. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did you not call yourself a musician at the time? You can't. Yeah. That, that was your job. <laughs> and Why actually, we were kind of like, we were all pissed because everybody was doing an 80s cover song. So Rubik Fish had just done uh, Take On Me. Right. Like, you know, everybody was doing an 80s cover song. It was like, this is dumb. Like, why are we going to do this? This is stupid. So we wanted to do a 60s cover song, and it was even worse. Uh, we wanted to do um, that, that song by... Oh God. Isn't it a groovy kind of love? We well, we didn't you do, do that? Yeah, we yeah. did groovy kind of love. Yeah, and it was great. That by was the way. a staple. As, as a thank fan, I, I did enjoy that a lot. Thank you, thank you. Yes, the uh, groovy kind of love was good. It just worked. But no, we ended up doing the song by the Turtles. It was the Imagine Me and You and You Together, da, uh-huh. da, 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 Happy Together. Is that what it's called? Happy Together. Yes. And it was terrible sure. too. So that didn't even make the album either. <laughs> so, it just didn't work. You know, it just didn't work. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, cool. Well, Julie, what do you got? And wait, are we, how, how far along are we here? So, Mike, you have two songs. I have two songs. David, this is your last song after, you have one more song left, yeah. basically. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Julie, what do you got? Um. So, we haven't played any ska, and I feel like I, I was have about, to play. I was play. about to jump into that myself, but go <laughs> yeah. ahead. All right. Cool. I have to play some ska music. There's been ska, ska adjacent. 
There's definitely Scott Jason. Scott Jason. Yeah, 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 exactly. Tertiary um, Scott involvement. But I'm I'm psyched that there are still new ska bands out there, and um, this record label, Bad Time Records, put out I think it was last year, oh two years ago in 2019, the Shape of Ska Punk to come. So it was a bunch of new ska punk bands, and um, one that I really enjoy is Cat Bite, and the song is Amphetamine Delight. Catbite, so that's uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a good choice. They actually just work with um, Davey Warsop, who uh, is also in uh, oh god, you know it, you know, I it. do. It's uh, he he he's in um, he was in the Beat Union and then he was in Suede Head, uh, but he's also in a band with um, with uh, the tattoo artist who I John. Oh, Sharp Shock. Sharp Shock, yes. Okay, Sharp Shock. that Davey. Yeah. Got uh, it. Yeah, that Davey. So uh, really, really cool. I think really cool production on the on, on that. And uh, I like the band, too. I think they're really great. So yeah. they're always uh, they're always in my new new list of, of bands to follow because they're super cool. Yeah, I, so. I'm definitely going to go listen to that because it sounded like what I want it to sound like. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think the only new ska band I've been aware of is Be Like Max, and I don't think they're new anymore to anybody. No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah exactly. No. <laughs> it's like somebody played them like, oh, Las this Vegas is cool. Is Be Like yeah. Max. Yeah. yeah, when did this come out? 2017? Nobody cares about it anymore? Sweet. <laughs> oh, great. That's right about when I like to get into something. So <laughs> yeah, perfect. Right. Yeah. perfect. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, no, I like Hatbutt a lot, so they're, uh, they're, that was a good choice. Yeah, they're kind, uh, of, they're kind of all over the place in terms of a ska sound they're not yeah. like your typical third wave they kind of play a little bit of everything and i i love that about them which i respect i respect that a lot because uh yeah that, no, I, I could skip the first wave tracks whatever those are just tell me right now and I'll yeah just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah they i like i they actually just did uh cat just came out with uh, a single or they do their whole album they did they did like some country songs which mm-hmm. i thought that's dope like dude you need more of that like you know it's still who cares? You know, I mean, remember it was a huge upset in the nineties when Ween got the, got signed to a label and they put out a country record and it was like, they almost got dropped from the record or whatever. It's like, dude, you know, it's, it's just music. And if you have fans, you're going to alienate some of your fans probably, but who cares about those fans? <laughs> you're going to like it. Who cares? But then again, I'm, I'm more from the Elvis, Elvis Costello school of like, just work with everybody. Just work, with, do classical music if you want, do jazz, do, you know, do some songs with George Jones if you want. I mean, who cares? Just do well, it that, that's the only way you're going to push anything forward, right? Is you have to go and yeah. see what else is out there and then bring yeah. it in. And like, uh, there's a really awesome documentary about Miles Davis on Netflix. And it's really like, you, you sort of think about him as like, let me rephrase that. I think about him <laughs> as just kind of blue. And then you start to realize how much he worked with these other artists to bring in different sounds and like yep. really change and warp over time. And, and yeah, there might be some duds in there, but you're going to make some really cool different stuff. Cause you're just not afraid of this. Absolutely. And, and to not be afraid of the, the heroes of that genre, if you're Elvis Costello and you're, it's in 1980 and you've had a couple of good years, you go and, and play country music with a 65 year old, country songer singer singer and songwriter i mean it's pretty crazy so yeah well when you got uh, that pump it up money you know who cares do you go do yeah, what you exactly. want exactly 
I let I stiff like... records go. Yeah, I, I produce the specials, damn it. I don't need this stuff. I think we're just all at the age where we can appreciate Americana country music a little bit more too. I know. I I can, I can for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, and I don't know, it's, it seems like every punk band has that version now. It's like, everybody's got a little Mm -hmm. older and they're going to play their, their, you know, slow it down a little bit. Yeah, exactly. We talked about it last week, face to face. It's like you go through this period in the nineties where it's kind of emo and then it gets kind of acoustic after that. Mm -hmm. It's like you're face to face. (laughs) You got to remind yourself who you are. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Before we get too far away from that, I would like to say ignorance is bliss is their best record. It was way ahead of its time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If they'd put it out under any other band name, it might've been humongous. But it was face to face, and nobody yeah. wanted that from them. And I like how they went in all in on it. Like they were like, "No, the album looked like the album cover looked like it. Ugh, like it, 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 it was, it was a that was a solid record, man. That did, they did. And, and, did, uh, did any of you get to see when they toured it and did had like a string section behind him? No, no. I didn't know. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, it was uh, it was just Trevor Keith and the bass player. And then for the LA shows and the San Diego shows, they had a string quartet behind him. And oh, it was wow. fantastic. It was so awesome. And they were basically like, we know that the only people that are here like this record. There's no like face right, to face yeah, fan yeah, yeah. that stumbles <laughs> no. into this that doesn't like this. So we're going to Yeah, we're not right. going to play Disconnected tonight. Yeah, you know exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're not going to get a 40 ounce and, you know, kill a 40 ounce in the parking lot and then fuck yeah. somebody up in the pit. Sorry, guys. Sorry, <laughs> Victorville. It's yeah. not going to happen tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, we were talking about uh, actually on our last on our uh, w- last episode or the episode before how um, people don't realize how Face to Face was the first. They were like the first band uh, of a lot of these punk bands to be played on the radio before Green Day. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. before a lot of these bands, they were the first band to really make it big. And I can remember seeing them play um, out in a dust bowl in the middle of some Western set with like No Doubt, Fishbone, and. Uh, the Skeletones and all these other bands, and they opened it. They, that's how small of a band they were at the time. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking like that's 1993, and then by 1994 or five, they they or 1994, they'd blown up with that with the uh, with Disconnected, which is was everywhere. It's still everywhere. It's a great yeah. song. Mm-hmm. So and, they, and then they were making that Popeye song. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> They've made some bad choices too. They made, yeah, some bad choice. made some bad choices. But I'm with you. I think that you know everyone hates a know it all songs like that. Oh, off of that, so uh, that's good. a great song. I mean, they're just really good. So, hey. all right, all right. Well, we digress. Let's. Yeah, uh, what do you got? What do you got? What do I got? It's my turn. Right? Is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Uh, I was gonna. You played ska, but I, I feel like I have to play it because for you, it's like for Julia to play it, it's nepotism. But, um, <laughs> but. Uh, her husband did a, a really, really great comp, uh, and it's it's not one of the I think one of the hugely popular ones, but it's it's my favorite, and it's the radio listener remixes. Mm-hmm. They did the remixes of all these different bands, and they were re- remixed by our friend uh, Ike Owens, who's passed away. But uh, because I didn't want to pick pa- favorites, I picked the one band I didn't know anything about uh, on this, and it's actually the band's called Bonsai Tribe. And the song is called Pieces, and it's, it's actually one of my favorites on the record, so I want to play that. But please don't cry, it's my life, and it's falling to pieces now. Don't cry, it's my life, and it's falling to pieces now. I'm young and I don't pretend, this feeling's gone, I thought it never ended. I know that I see. I mean, I like that that album as well. It's just a 
refreshing take on ska music so yeah it's yeah. ska I music like and it's kind of all over the place too you know it has yeah. uh it has um uh, let's see yeah the siren six is on there they had uh aphrodisiac for rx bandits back in the day um unsteady teen heroes it was all over the place there was a mm-hmm. lot of really great bands that were on that and you know, yeah. and the fact that ike yeah. took his time to really produce each thing he didn't phone it in he was there for every session you know he put he put a keyboard track on every session even like with me i play keyboards on it he's like he's like oh do you mind if i do it i'm like no i don't mind play it yeah it's cool so uh you know he was super cool yeah super cool he was just a great musician really good yeah musician. no that, that adds like a new layer of interest to me because that's like a name you know i don't know until later on like mars volta era of his life right, right? Yeah. you know mm-hmm. and so it's crazy like oh like he i mean it makes sense that he was doing things from our world back then it's just oh totally yeah yeah no and and if you put all those dots together if you want to go back to pocket lint was the his first band and they're all really great musicians him and oh for reals that was a potential choice of mine oh yeah there you go okay (laughs) so it's full circle it it really was yeah yeah full circle full circle yeah no that's awesome Every time I think about the bond that musicians have with each other, where it's kind of easy to speak about music, um, Ike's the first guy I think about. He's the first guy mm-hmm. I think about because he could sit there and talk to you about, you know, whatever. Like, you know, whatever was on the radio that day. Like, you know, I don't know. And he's worked with everybody. I mean, he worked with Run the Jewels. He's worked with everybody. You know, he's yeah. he, he's just really, uh, really a great dude. So anyway. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's, you know, that, isn't that, that's why we all do it, right? We all make connections through this stuff. So it's great. It, it makes, right. it makes dorks that don't want to talk to people able to talk to people about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah, and, it, and, and it really does say something about him and like somebody who truly loves music that when somebody who's not a lead singer passes away and they all, yeah. everybody still oh, totally. is like, we should pay attention to this guy, you know, like somebody who's yeah. been yeah. just Seriously, stage yeah. left, right? A lot of a lot of people don't know this, but he's just been stage left this whole time. Yeah. Doing a lot no, of he's really been right over stuff, there, so. exactly. Yeah. Or sometimes front stage left, sometimes backstage left. <laughs> but yeah, he's but yeah, always no, been very cool. really cool. Yeah. Well, David's got, this your last one, man. What are you going to do? Yeah. It makes, All right. So in bank? my sort of progression of learning different types of music right i, I kind of came in with punk rock and got involved with ska and then hardcore but then i eventually as we mentioned earlier you, you tone down a little bit you get a sure. little more emo-ish and uh <laughs> there was i feel you <laughs> there was this band called further seems forever oh, uh, yeah. which was incredible it had some guys from this hardcore band strong arm and then it had this lead singer who went on to do this little like no-name indie band called dashboard confessional and uh who yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I, we might have mentioned his name earlier, but I forget. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he got a lot of a lot of teenage girls and teenage boys very horny for each other, and uh, so the God, I missed that whole. I missed that Vengeance whole Pack, section. And that was <laughs> the first sort of glimpse. Right. Yeah, it's dude, there, yeah. and there's so many diaries. Uh, right. So yeah, Vengeance Factor <laughs> is the first sort of time I heard Further Scenes Forever, and they put out The Moon Is Down, which is still a track for track perfect record. So this is the beginning of that. I think it's it's a really good track and and to be honest it reminds me of um a more technical like sense field that was out at that time um mm-hmm. 
Um, obviously, GB World is on more of the pop end of that, but you know, uh, and and I just think of like or Promise Ring or any of these bands that were out. It, it was a, uh, but yeah, that was a uh, that was that was a cool track, and and that that really encapsulates a time. Like if you listen to that record, you can kind of think of a time and place where that would be popular you know what i mean it was just like right after things like the apple seed cast right some of those like slower more deeper cut indie things Mm -hmm. and then uh or like emo stuff and then all of a sudden it started to come up a little bit and blend in with the the rest of like punk and and all that yeah and chris caraba had a rad story too you know what i mean like uh to to be able to do that and then come out like as a solo artist and just sing about you know Again, lovers lament, you know, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember being at Chain Reaction and he was like opening for Newfound Glory and yep. everybody was just talking over this guy playing acoustic oh. shit. And it's so funny to like look back, you know, where, you know, 20 years later he's going to sell out the House of Blues in Anaheim to a bunch of 35 well, year olds who are going to have yeah. a $80 dinner before a concert where <laughs> totally. they drink wine versus uh, that. Dude, well, now I still it's like he doesn't need. Like uh, since really? the chain days. So like I, I'm like, I want to go back and every time I go, I'm like, are you too old for this? Like, are you <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I Julia? mean, it's now it's like, okay, people were talking over him before, but now he doesn't even sing because your audience is just going to sing <laughs> right. for you. You yeah. know, he doesn't yeah. need to sing. Yeah. They're, they're talking over him, but they're saying what he's saying. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I remember I bought a DVD of, um, it was dashboard confessional and Michael Stipe from REM. And it was Why? from an MTV unplugged that dashboard did where he did all of the songs from automatic for the people he sang all the songs for automatic people and then uh, i think michael stipe came out and he did hands down with him or something like that, that sounds and i remember thinking yeah. like i remember thinking watching that thinking wow he's made it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. dude he's totally made it <laughs> it's just yeah. yeah it's really cool and I, but honestly i'm so sad that he couldn't have done that as further seems forever yeah, you know, right. Like right. It, yeah. it's they're all such great musicians. But I get it. Like dashboard worked. I don't think he was pro- I mean, Dude. I can't speak to what his history was. I bet he's just like maybe this works. Maybe this works. And yeah. one of them oh, works. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And if you're to be honest, if you're a creator, you're creating. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, now I'm creating with this guitar. I'll see if this works. I don't know. Yeah. Like whatever. But you know, there's for every for every, you know, band that gets successful there or every guy that gets successful like that there are a bunch of you could think there's a long list of really complex great musician emo type bands like what a no knife bands like that that are like Mm. amazing bands that are poppy that are cool that just don't really catch you know it is what it is it's 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 not a meritocracy it definitely is not it definitely it definitely is not those are the so. bands that stayed on only compilations. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come and see my new band, Meritocracy. <laughs> <laughs> Getting into death metal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Julie, what do you got? Um, For so your final, is, your final yeah. edition. I'm torn. Um, we've already played Nelly the Yeah, that wasn't on a comp. That wasn't on a comp. No, no. We've done that. No. Um, Okay, so this is, we haven't done Kung Fu Records, so I'm going to do Punk Rock as your friend, and um, I'm going to do Ozma because I just love the power pop genre, so I love Ozma, and this is Turtleneck Cover Up. Don't let it 
So okay, we're good. There you go. <laughs> I recant that somebody died. The... I'm pretty sure somebody died. <laughs> this will be on Corrections Corner. Yeah, this will be on the Corrections Corner next time. Corrections. There's a little kitten with some spilled paint. Corrections. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm they, the last they one, They right? did hang in there. They did. Hang in there, buddy. <laughs> sorry. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. So, sorry, Ozma. Died. But also, <laughs> congratulations, Ozma. You got one new fan from this That's show. Right. At least. Yes. You'll get and more. Re- but... And actually, Julia has rekindled my fandom of your band. I will listen to it again just because it reminded me of how cool the Power Poppy leads are in those songs. I love yeah. the keyboard stuff. Really good. And keyboard stuff. That, yeah. You're all yeah. about it. So yeah. one might say we actually brought you back to life. One could say that. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. And you're welcome. So... <laughs> It's 2021. Maybe you reunite the surviving members and do something. <laughs> which, which are all of them. All which of the members all... have survived. Stop okay. saying that. Oh, sorry. See, the God. only one that I would think would have died would be the drummer because he was a really big guy and he would smoke while drumming. Oh no, no, it was. And the, the cigarette the would just dude. sit there on his. Those are the people that are looking at Asian guy. That's but, Jose. Jose went on to do another side project called H's Between Vowels, and they did a bunch of like Britney Spears cover songs or something. I think Kelly that's Clarkson the dude. cover songs. No? Okay. We'll All look. Right. Let's look it up. All right. I believe okay. it is being checked as we it's, say these things. Check it. T- All right. TMZ is on it. Thank TMZ you. is on it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so before any of these comps ever came out, there was a record label called Kill Rockstars. And uh, in the in the very early '90s, and it was more like a Seattle kind of a thing. Um, but uh, this band is huge now because they reunited last year or before COVID. They reunited anyway, but they were on this comp, and that's the first place I ever heard them. But this is uh, Bikini Kill with Feels Blind, and I'm going to end it with them. So good, good place. Look how happy Christina is. She's like, yay, yay. Okay, here it comes uh, Feels Blind by Bikini Kill. song whatever fine screw, <laughs> I, screw you guys i'm still mourning somebody from ozma i don't know i'm in a different <laughs> i could have been wrong about that i don't know i thought somebody could have yeah you are you are mm-hmm. were i had a conversation wrong. with somebody about somebody dying i don't know okay anyway yeah <laughs> it's a big pool to choose from right there but right okay. yeah no i mean it, it was a cool song it uh for me i know there's certain things where you come in at music at a certain stage that it's hard to hear the earlier stuff yeah. Not be like, oh, I bet another band could have recorded this better. But I still, I'm just saying, it could have. I got you. The technical aspects could have been done better well, if they were alive period, later. Yeah. 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 But everyone right. did. Didn't everyone in Bikini Kill die in a car crash? That's what I Is heard. That, <laughs> yeah. I just read that. Okay, yeah. you guys are gonna bag on me. I'm gonna figure this out. Somebody yeah. died. I'm just yeah. saying. I, yeah. In the middle of the night. Somebody in the circle. Somebody in that circle. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Bikini Kill like started a cult, and they were all driving to take the Kool Aid <laughs> to finally commit suicide. Yeah. But then somebody hit their car on the way there, so they weren't sad. They were still gonna die, but. Yeah, that's, that's but a, it just that's a weird but it one turns person. out right. turns out it was Ozma's tour bus and they were on, <laughs> they were on their way to a show and uh, 
It just was happened. It not Ozma? What was the name of that I movie? <laughs> I, I cannot help you with that. I do not yeah. know where you you're, got that I info think from. It wasn't from like... You're thinking Link no. 80. You're thinking the singer of Link <laughs> 80. thinking of Link 80? No. <laughs> All right, whatever. Anyway, I'm going to get to the bottom of that. Uh, let's talk about what we wanted to play and didn't play because there are a billion comps out there and we couldn't get to all of them. We didn't even David touch on first. the. Oh yeah, David okay. go first. This yeah. one, this one was a little more of a guilty pleasure, but uh, guys, ESPN used to put out some really <laughs> cool compilations that were lovingly entitled Jock Jams. And, Jock Jams. Uh, you know, for for you know again, Wait, I were they cool... actually by ESPN? Oh, they did well, Jock th- Jams. This oh. one was for sure. Okay. Uh, and, but again, like as lame as it was, it was responsible for getting me into some heavier music when all I was listening to was, I'm not lying right now, Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. So <laughs> things like Jock Jams were huge for me. And, Show uh, tunes. <laughs> it had a Faith No More song epic, uh, oh, yeah. which was awesome. Time. And then later on in life, I saw the video on MTV and I'm like, oh my God, that was this song that like started <laughs> making me realize I like guitar music. What so, is uh, it? <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> Jock Jams, I saw the commercials for them every day as a kid, and I wanted them so bad. Mm-hmm. And now, I a few years ago, we went to Portland on this record shopping tour, um, and we stopped at a store, and they had in the comp section. I Not hipster at all. Them. It wasn't no. hipster no, at all. I was like, it's for serious collectors. Um, but in the comp section, they had a Jock Jams for one ninety nine, so I bought <laughs> like the yeah. green one, and there was a blue one. I bought a couple of them. Yeah. I love and, those. And now I just want to go ahead and make the kitty correction that it's actually X Games Volume 1. X Games, okay, gotcha. That's what okay, it was. Cool. Gotcha. I was close. Right. Luckily, I kept, I kept very stringent notes as I made my list, so I could <laughs> That makes more sense. That makes yeah. way more sense. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, All Faith right. No More, epic. Mm. Uh, I think we, to, to not mention Fueled by Ramen at all, Yeah. Um, they were so big in the mm-hmm. you know, early, two, in the mid, well, in the mid-aught years, like 2004, 2005, 2006. There's so many bands that were on um, that were on uh, Fueled by Ramen or at least released on Fueled by Ramen. So, like, yeah. you know, you insert insert band here. There were so many great ones. The Swellers. And the fact that it's, you know, it's, yeah, Jim Class Heroes, I mean, you name it, you know, uh, She Wants Revenge, any of those other bands that were so white hot at the moment. Then now we're probably on the fair circuit, I would think, right? I mean, that's, that, that's usually the rule. If you're 15 years after your popularity – you jump on something like that, but I don't know. I don't know how. I was never a huge fan of those bands, but it was just a great. That was just a great uh, label. They ran a really good label there for a while. I'm sure they still do. I I, I don't know anything about what's happening with uh, Fuel by Ramen now, yeah. but uh, really, really cool. And they actually, you know, that and especially that it's it's affiliated with Less Than Jake. It's kind of cool too. You know, yeah, what I mean? and the fact that yeah. And ahead of its time with like doing vinyl way, toys and stuff like that. Way right? like, ahead of its time. I mean, yeah, right. It, like you could walk into any hot topic at a mall and it's filled with like Funko Pop stuff now. But I yeah. mean, this was like <laughs> at least 15, 20 years ago that he was making this stuff. And that's yeah. not cheap to produce either, you know? And like, but it's crazy. It's like, yeah, we're making vinyl. Like we can make other things out of Which vinyl. is great. And, I mean, yeah. it's super, super awesome to be that far ahead of it and just think, or if anything, it really starts with a passion. Everything kind of starts with an idea first and the one person that's like, oh, we should do this. And the fact that there's this huge industry around it now. And artists have been doing vinyl toys for a long time, but I think that to make it so it's so mainstream where you can walk into any store, you go to a movie store or like a Spencer's Gifts or whatever, and you walk in and there's a, I don't know if Spencer's Gifts still around. <laughs> you walk they into are. Yeah, they are. Okay. No, they're, they're like herpes. They're staying with us forever. Yeah, they're staying with us forever. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Gotcha. 
But yeah, uh, what what label are you thinking of, Julie? What what, what missed? What what well, was in your miss? Okay, now after listening to our mix, I deeply regret playing the Patty Smith song. <laughs> um, awesome. Thinking that we were gonna like spread this out a little bit because I did, ha- I get. Um, you know, a lot of magazines like Mojo or Q or whatever come with little samplers. Yes, Q and on magazine. Gotcha. I'm two year subscriber. Um, you got a deal that way. Um, right. So, yeah, I have a bunch of like reggae songs from that. Or um, I wasn't going to play Hey Brother because John put those out. Or I was thinking of playing like a My Superhero song. I didn't no, want to put you on you the didn't. spot. I'm glad you didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have this comp that I found because I was digging through them called Scottquake. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, California Scottquake. Absolutely. That was on my list too. <laughs> yeah, and there was like an old No Doubt song on there. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, Scott songs mostly <laughs> didn't get to. Right yeah, I, yeah. I, there was a comp that Mean Street uh, magazine put out that like mm-hmm. had a had a big song for me but i i just couldn't find it it's just nowhere yeah. so i was like i guess it's it doesn't either. count if you can't find it's in the it. tupperware man you gotta, yeah. you gotta look in the yeah. tupperware to find it yeah, yeah. If, if anyone wants to go to the apartment complexes in fullerton called el dorado <laughs> and dig through that dumpster from a long time ago you might find it for me hey it wouldn't be the worst thing i found i actually got from a dumpster in fullerton one time on a tip somebody called me dude get over here right now there's a <laughs> I just can't believe there's a story that spawned from mentioning yeah. a dumpster in Fullerton. And you're like, it really oh, happened. whoa, whoa. I'll, 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 even, I'll even set it up for you. It was a Sunday night, and it used to be my, my tradition with my girlfriend. We'd go to, like, have a the nice meal of the oh. week. We would go to Outback and eat. <laughs> so it's yeah. like it was, like, Class. the nice meal, nice meal yeah. of the night. And my buddy calls me. He goes, dude, uh, you got to come over to my apartment. And it's – a friend of ours still has this apartment, but it's uh, it was on um, – lemon and like amaridge like over in downtown fullerton and from his balcony he could look into the dumpster and he's like somebody threw away one of those um one of those uh star wars r2d2 coolers that was like life size it was like a massive cooler that they use for promotions during the the repressing or the re the re-edits of the of the original a new hope trilogy mm-hmm. and he's like it's the neighbor had one dude it's in the trash he just moved yesterday so it's sitting in there i'm like dude i'm gonna be over in 20 minutes like get it ready i'm paying my check right now <laughs> Got did it. it shoot a beverage at you like the lightsaber <laughs> shoots out of him uh, no was i was functional okay all right <laughs> it was functional <laughs> all in the fact that it, you could fill it with ice and it had a little like if you if you did one of the ports on r2 you pulled it out there was a there was a tube in there and all the water would drain out so okay. like it was a functioning cooler. I, yeah, I feel like I saw those like at a Seven Eleven or you something, did. and like the lid, his the dome. Yeah, the dome up thing. That's I didn't the have the dome was. either, which kind of was uh, a bummer. But I didn't want to dive too deep into the dumpster to find dome. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying you had a decapitated R two D two? Basically, cooler. it was a decapitated R two, uh, and I had it for years, dude. I had that thing for years, and then I finally got rid of it. Probably, I'm going to say 2000. 10, 11. Mm-hmm. So I get rid of it. You had that had for thing way for, too long. I had the thing yeah. for way too long. I had it for yeah. at least seven or eight years. <laughs> Looks least. like a super producer might have made a face that wasn't a sad one that you got rid of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. So it would have been one of the many, the myriad of shit that I've have given up over the years. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, so let's uh so first off, thanks very much. Uh, yes, for, thank for, you for coming for, on for being here, man. It's it's been really cool, and you know, even though I might get sued from Ozma, 
Like it's it was a good. <laughs> it was worth it. I, honestly, <laughs> if they have the money to take you to court, that would be impressive in and of itself. Right. right. Like, I'm just saying. I, you're, I'm not even mad. Yeah, I don't know what their band foot is, but it can't be more than twenty five dollars right now. God, I gotta figure sure. this out. And, and thank you. It was so much fun to to talk to the both of you and go through all this stuff. Um, it's just awesome to right. Like that's the cool thing about music is. I guarantee that the three of us have definitely stood in rooms at the same time. Oh, totally. Oh, oh absolutely. absolutely. And just not absolutely. known it. And it's really cool to like, just be able to effortlessly talk about this stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, like, and it's, it's great to not it. have to explain it. Cause there, there's a lot of times yeah. when you talk about people who love music, but unless you're, you know, uh, unless you were there, it's kind of hard to explain um, the significance of things in, cause we're all, we're all different. I mean, if we were all jazz musicians in the sixties, we'd probably have a totally different take on what we liked and, and we'd speak that language, but this yeah. is the language we speak yeah. now, mm-hmm. you know? So it's a, it, it's really cool to, to be able to sit down and just do that. So you're welcome back anytime. Um, d- totally. if anybody wants to get a hold of you or any of your projects that you want, you know, you want to promote, I mean, you can feel yeah, free to um, do it now. So my band is called low speech. And even though I said we do this as a, as a fun side project thing, like I do like it. I, I like music that I make. So you can listen up. We're on Spotify. Uh, and then if, to promote anything, honestly, uh, saveourstages.com. Like, good, yeah. Just because there's some Definitely. fests that are starting to happen, that Coheed and Cambria can have a, a fucking cruise boat fill up, there are a lot of small venues that need help. Give them sure. five bucks. Give them $20. Mm-hmm. Whatever your favorite band is, go right now and buy one of their T-shirts. That's Absolutely. what that's what you should be doing. Please. Definitely. Totally agree with that. Totally agree yep. with that. And Saver Stages really is a great cause. The fact that they were able to, to get approved for like PPP money and stuff is amazing. Because yeah. that's mm-hmm. uh, really as a as a group, they're really helping out the cause. So Yeah, like we're we're at the light of the end of the tunnel, but they're yeah. you know, I, like I, I don't know how you guys felt, but just thinking that if the troubadour for whatever reason couldn't stay open, oh, yeah. you know, like it like that real estate would sell in a heartbeat and be some douchey fucking club. And like, or a uh, hotel or it, some apartments it, it, or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was very yeah. sad to see what happened with Chain, but honestly, no one's going to buy that space. They could leave it empty for two years and come right back in and have not paid rent, right? <laughs> Nobody wants that that garbage shopping yeah. center. But mm-hmm. yeah, there and and those are just the venues that we're nearby, right? Like, who knows? Like, what other venues in small towns that like kids need for all this stuff? Who like music so much that would want to do what we're doing right now right that's that's well, dude, where it yeah. all happens and and you're right and growing up in the 90s we you know we didn't have we had to make our own shows because we didn't have a place you know and so chain offers that you know what i mean yeah. uh, these, mm-hmm. these small clubs coos offered that yeah exactly coos cafe offered that um or the world beat center in san diego or you know wherever wherever it might be um and so th- it's that important because it used to be like well, what did you have kids doing? Well, you didn't have skate parks, and you didn't, so kids hung out on the corner, and they drank, and they got into drugs, and whatever. Vandalized shit, and did whatever they had to do. Now they're starting to realize, oh, we have skate parks now. Great. Crime drops. Guess what? An activity kids like to do. You know, go see venue, or go have a venue that's all ages. So, um, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, and I would, I would agree that the troubadour that would break my heart if that i mean i've seen so many great shows there right. it's it's just amazing so yeah and, and oh god can you imagine if they just made that into condos that would be so shitty yeah it, it wouldn't even take a second awful. and they wouldn't even they wouldn't even give a fuck that's what oh, would nobody even would more, care right? are you kidding yeah. no. they'd be like what was it i don't care and you're like it was in rocket man come on like dude yeah if they, they if they close the brown derby right they close all these other great hollywood hotspots that were just amazing throughout the years and um you know 
trust me, they would give no fucks about closing, you know, yeah. and, closing and that, it, so. it worried me. Cause I, when you heard that news, I'm like, when was the last time I took a picture of that marquee? Do I have a picture of the sign? Like I wanted a good shot yes. of that. Cause yeah. it's just, it's so, such a historical place for muse for music lovers. So, you know, what's funny is I've yeah. seen so many great artists play there. But every time my band played there, I was always excited about it, and it was the worst show ever. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it didn't matter, right? You're like it didn't. It, well, it, it didn't matter to me. I was pretty yeah. drunk. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I, I was lucky enough to have played there twice, and like being in the backstage area in the upper part there, yeah. like just like kind of like walking back in that bathroom, being like, I bet like Axl Rose passed out back here. So, you know, like, right, like yeah. weird <laughs> shit. Seriously, and you just like it just feels like this huge part of again this entire community that we love. So save our stages.com uh, again five bucks it doesn't matter like everybody has five dollars right now yep yep and uh julia what about stay free you guys you're still a couple weeks out from your latest re- from your next release but you still have, yep you still have your los master plus release that's out? yeah um you know check us out on Bandcamp, stay free recordings instagram stay free recordings we have five releases right now so our latest one was los master plus a cumbia tronica band from guadalajara mexico and they have some fun cover songs on their site B, really so definitely covers. check them out. Um, we still have, there's maybe like four black and white splatter Niall Marr records uh, left, and Niall Marr, if you don't know, is Johnny Marr's son, so he's such a great indie pop musician himself, and that record, and they're just beautiful records, the ones that we did with him, so only four of those left. Check that out. Glenn, um, <coughs> Glenn Matlock, original member of the Sex Pistols. We, I think we only have black colorways of his album left, but he does some great... Oh, shit. Who did he partner with on that? Also, while she's thinking about that, nothing wrong with black colorways, guys. All right? No. (laughs) It's the original colorway, honestly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But we learned, like, if we do... Because Glenn Matlock, we did orange or we did black everyone took the orange right away so we have black left and um he uh collabed with earl slick on that record and um he did a katie lane cover of constant craving uh which was great and then we have our first of the mexican candy series so we took the band from sonora did it, was it sonora i think it was sonora mexico was our first uh location so for mexican candy we're doing a release a seven inch from every state in Mexico partnering two bands, one, one um, larger band on side A, one a smaller upcoming band on side B. So we should have some more of those coming out soon. But yeah, check us out. Um, we do limited runs. We won't re- be repressing any of these. Everything's limited to 200. Um, so collect them all. Like Collect them all. Collect them yeah. often. <laughs> and then uh, with me, um, my band, Bite Me Bambi, we will be, uh, we're just in the midst of getting stuff recorded and done. Uh, our latest video like that, please support that. It's on YouTube. Go ahead and watch that if you want. It's up to like 55,000 views, which we're pretty stoked about. Um, and then uh, the records are being shipped. So if you order a record, it'll be out. It'll be out to you probably in the next uh, week or so. And then if you ordered a package that had like shirts and everything in it, that'll be coming following the record. So it'll all be... Uh, It'll all be going out in the next couple weeks here. So there's that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this was fun. Yeah, thank you again, Dave, for joining us. Um, 
we like talking to you about music and oh, uh, dead fun. people. So <laughs> and dead people, and, or so pe- or no one, or if no one's dead, right? Maybe yeah. or if alive no one's people. dead, could be alive. Yeah, alive oh, people. That's what they're so called, alive people. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't crazy. Somebody died. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks very much, everybody, and we will talk to you next week. Where we'll have a little mini sode me and julia and we'll talk about uh we'll we'll play five seconds of music and then go on a tangent about uh er, ER or whatever <laughs> i'm not even gonna start we'll okay. we'll, t- we'll offline we're, this we're gonna off we're gonna take this offline all right guys <laughs> thanks very much and have a great week if you enjoy listening to the podcast follow us on instagram at ba- and facebook at mixtape mixtape podcast podcast for show notes pictures Ugh. If, if you, you enjoyed listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and take three. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mixtape Mixtape Podcast Podcast for show notes, pictures, and behind-the-scenes snaps. And while you're at it, head over to... Don't fuck up. <laughs> better leather, leather, better leather, leather, better. <laughs> And while you're at it, head over to our website at mixtapemixtapepodcast.com for complete playlists as well as links to all the songs on Spotify. Hey, I worked really hard on putting those playlists up. Or did you work really hard on avoiding other responses? Hey, don't worry about that. Just don't forget to tell your friends. One more thing. Or is it one more thing? (laughs) Not that. Okay. One more thing. We know you're busy people, but go ahead and click to review. Give us a five-star rating or comment on whichever podcast platform you found us on. See See ya. ya!